All right, welcome back to this week's Big Sky Now. Big Sky football panel. Got some familiar faces. Mark Nelke out of Idaho, Ian Pavone out of Washington, and now Joe Terry joining the show out of the Portland area. Got to talk, bring a little Portland State mix to it, just some Big Sky in general. So welcome back, guys. Looking forward to talking some football this week. Just to get it rocking and rolling, I'm just going to dive into it. What was your biggest surprise from week one of conference play? There was a couple interesting games, some surprising scores, so a lot of ways we can go. But, uh, Mark, you came ready to rock and roll. Got the Idaho and Eastern Washington gear on. Why don't we let you kick it off right now? Yeah, hey, there's kind of a big game between these two teams on Saturday, so I figured I'd come dress for the occasion. But mm-hmm. I think there two, the two surprises I have, I mean, one was the, the Grizz going down to – Northern Arizona and just getting whipped down there. And then Montana State winning 40 to nothing at, at Weber State. You know, I don't know which one was more surprising. Yeah, no, I was in the same boat with you right there. How about yourself, Joe, if you want to get involved here and then we'll go to Ian. I think that Montana game was the biggest surprise. I, you go in there expecting uh, Northern Arizona with their 0-2 start, obviously a different type of start to the season than what you get with Montana bringing in teams that are at a lower level. But you don't expect uh, Northern Arizona really most years to take it to the Grizz like they did. And that's probably probably the biggest surprise. Uh, like Mark was saying, uh, how MSU handled Weber just so completely was probably also a bit of a surprise. And then, yeah, over here in, in Portland, just the uh, – uh, the, kind of just shellacking that they that the uh the vikings gave uh cal poly in the first half putting up as many points as they did uh was not as surprising as those two obviously cal poly has, has been down but uh that it was as lopsided as it was so quickly uh was probably a little bit surprising yeah i thought the same thing after kind of watching we talked last week me and ian were all high on cal poly and then first week of big sky play portland state just Put it on them. So no, I was a little surprised by that result too. Like yes, you said, I was expecting Portland State to win that one. Maybe not by that much. How about yourself, Ian? Yeah, our uh, our Cal Poly pick didn't turn out too good for us here. But um, no, I got to agree. Uh, Montana last week, I was saying they had a chance to maybe you know compete for a league title here at the end. But most of the go with Eastern back to back wins over ranked opponents. Um, remained undefeated against UC Davis. It's always good to see for the Eagles there. Um, coming off of that win last week over Southeastern Louisiana, 40-29, defeating UC Davis, 27-24. And also three of the uh, three of their opponents so far this season, they've all been ranked opponents. So that's interesting to see uh, early through these four games of the year. Yeah, I felt like Eastern Washington was getting slept on, and all of a sudden they've just sent a message to almost all of the FCS. It's like all of a sudden they're going to be right back in the mix, in the mix in the big sky, no doubt about it. And Mark, like Mark said, big game on the horizon this week. Well, we're going to learn a lot more about both those teams. I, I will agree the Grizzlies were my biggest surprise as far as did not see that one coming. NAU got beat up by Utah Tech. Or, yeah, by, by Utah Tech. The Grizzlies steamrolled Utah Tech. And then here, turn around. you can't always do football math, but you turn around. The Grizzlies just look like they got honestly beat up. They got the line of scrimmage. They had no control. And that's kind of what you expect from the Grizz. Control the control the clock, strong run game, all those things, and it just they were out of sync all over the place. Just a rough week for the Grizzlies, no doubt about that. So I was surprised by that one. As far as your guys' performance of the week, was there anybody who stood out in particular, a player, a team that just jumped out at you as the one that really lit it up for you last week? Uh, Joe, why don't we get it going with you this time if that works for you? Yeah, I mean, 
the only game I watched this weekend was Dante Sashway, uh, just, just ripping up, uh, Cal Poly. So, uh, uh, that he was able to kind of carry over that performance from playing uh, NAI North American uh, to a D1 program and just kind of run and rush shot in that first half before they took their their foot off the break, uh, foot off the gas uh, was was pretty impressive for me. But I'm sure there was some other big ones throughout the conference, uh, considering uh, some of the scores we saw put up last weekend. Yeah, no doubt about it. How about yourself, Mark? Um, I, I mean, obviously Idaho beating Sac State was, was kind of more of a team thing. I mean, their defense was really good holding Sac State to 69 rushing yards and, you know, the offense doing what it does. Maybe individually, um, I mean, you got to look at Montana State and go, how cool is that that, you know, um, you know, Tommy Malott is injured and out and they just plug in Sean Chambers and he runs for two and passes for two and they go down and, you know, whip up on Weber State. So. That, that, that was pretty impressive. Yeah, that was a heck of a win. How about yourself, Ian? Uh, I want to go with a, a special teams unit. I want to go with the Eastern special teams. Uh, kicker Soren McKee converted two, uh, both of his field goals, all of his extra points. Pick, uh, punter Nick Kokic, uh, three punts inside the 20 with a long of 52. And, of course, that blocked field goal at the end. I got to give a shout-out to Isaiah Perez because he went to high school at one of the schools we cover here at the Columbia Basin Herald down at a fellow, uh, blocked that field, that 24-yard kick with uh, about three and a half minutes remaining. So that's going to be my impressive uh, unit of the week, that Eastern special teams unit. No, I got to love that. I'm a sucker for special teams. It's Nowadays, I, lo I love the flash of football, but it's, it's funny how many games come down to execution of things like that, and especially when you got ranked teams playing each other, it really matters. So, mm -hmm. and I got to go with Montana State. That 40 to nothing win, I'll be honest, I didn't see it coming. I thought Tommy Malott's out. Weber and Montana State have played quite a bit the last couple of years. I believe that was their fourth meeting in three years, something like that. And Weber State just did not show up. I thought top 10 battle in the country, you're going to get a great game. I had that one on the TV ready to go, and by halftime, it felt like it was over. So, like uh, Mark said, Sean Chambers came right in and balled out, and I was impressed by that because you have Tommy Malott on the sidelines. You're thinking, this is Weber State's chance to get them. I said that last week. This could be a great chance for them to build momentum, and they just got steamrolled. As far as one player that stood out, I do got to give a quick shout-out. Idaho State's Josh Alford. I posted the video on my Twitter, jdugan406. Somebody didn't see it, but he made an awesome effort play in the Bengals' 35-21 win over Northern Colorado. Looked like a sure touchdown for Northern Colorado. Guy was streaking towards the end zone. Alford never gave up. Made one of those plays right at about the two-yard line. Came up, did a quick punch, popped the ball out for a turnover. Big change of momentum, saved the touchdown. But overall, just one of those plays that every coach in America is going to be wanting to show their team because it was like, you do not give up on a play. This is what can happen. Just a great hustle play by Alfred. Had to throw him a shout-out because you don't see that every day. So fun stuff there. As far as, you know, we kind of been already mentioned this Idaho and Eastern Washington game. I kind of wanted to get your guys picks predictions just thoughts on that game mark like you're rocking the vandal tout we might as well jump right to you um just your expectations for this one it should be a great game on the horizon yeah i mean if, if people are talking about eastern like they're back i mean we'll 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 find out saturday i mean that's a pretty good team that they're going to play in idaho they're they're kind of good everywhere i mean when eastern's good they're they got playmakers everywhere quarterback running backs, wide receivers and stuff like that. This year they got a, a, a quarterback who can run again and running quarterbacks have given Idaho troubles over the year. I mean, they probably give everybody trouble over the years, but that, that's one um, 
facet that Eastern really didn't have last year and it made them a little easier to defend. So it'd be something, something interesting to watch for if, if Idaho's defense can contain, you know, disparage the quarterback and, and they got some big play receivers and, and, and you know, good runners too. So. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that one. I feel like that's going to be must watch FCS football for sure. How about yourself, Joe thoughts on the Vandals and Eastern Washington going out in a big game on the big sky radar. Man, Idaho is a real deal. Idaho is the real deal. Uh, it'll be interesting because I've used the two teams that Eastern's beaten the last two weeks have been pretty good too. Um, I I think Idaho might have enough. Obviously, their big playmakers uh, um, are some of the best in the nation. Uh, probably up for some of the the national awards. Um, Jelani McCoy obviously winning it what uh, the the rookie of the year last year or freshman mm -hmm. of the year last year um but uh yeah Eastern's Eastern's got great coaching and we know that um and so uh it'll be it'll be fun to it's I mean it's the best game on the docket for sure um so it'll be uh it'll be interesting but I think Idaho would probably probably is my slight favorite in this one mm -hmm. how about yourself Ian yeah, I mean, this is an enormous game. Uh, I'm also kind of leaning towards Idaho in this game. I just think they got a little more juice on that offense. Um, last year's game was obviously a blowout in the Vandals' favor, uh, but that second quarter last year was a really big deciding factor where Idaho scored 28 points on that quarter alone. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Eastern can kind of keep that tame again, or keep that tame this year unlike last year. But nevertheless, I'm really looking forward to this game. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I'm I'm leaning towards Idaho as well. I will say they're coming off a big time emotional home victory versus Sac State. They wanted that one. That not gonna say that was their big game on the radar because they have a few tough challenges, but that was a big hump to get over. Sac State's been dominating big sky play, knocked them off. So they are gonna be a little have that kind of hangover from that one. Emotional victory. They're going on the road. So I'm leaning towards Idaho as well, but I will say I think it's going to be a close game, one-score kind of game because this is a chance for Eastern Washington to catch them at the right time because they're coming off a big-time emotional victory. Vandals, they're on, they were on Sports Center on bad beats. This was kind of a big game for the Vandals, a big win. So it's tough to bounce back, and it's a great test as well because if you can bounce back quick, similar, similar to like what Montana State just did to Weber State, if Idaho goes in and rolls Eastern Washington, that's a big-time statement. I don't expect that, but – that's going to be the test for the Vandals. Can they bounce back quick? And they have the talent, like you guys said. They're extremely loaded. They have all the, the coaching, the talent. The pieces are there. It should be a great game, though. I just think this is the week. If Eastern Washington's going to do it, this is your chance. Because don't don't wait and catch the Vandals later once they have momentum and they're completely rolling. Because that team is scary, and they're probably, like uh, Joe said, wait have a couple guys on the horizon for FCS National Awards, some of the most talented playmakers in the country. So, Definitely looking forward to that game. As far as the other game on my radar, I kind of want to get your guys' thoughts. This isn't a game I thought I'd have circled on the calendar early in the year, but now all of a sudden it's kind of interesting with Idaho State at Montana. All of a sudden kind of feels like a must win for the Grizz and Idaho State. This is a chance to really build some momentum with a first-year coach. Uh, let's just jump right to Joe and see, get your thoughts on that. We'll go around the circle here, but your guys' thoughts on this one and expectations. Yeah, uh, the Grizz, when they've they've been knocked off a few times the last few years, as I'm sure the fan base will let everybody know, uh, they don't lose too many of these back to back, though. Mm -hmm. uh, they they get caught because uh, 
for certain for, for different reasons every single year it seems uh but usually they're able to bounce back and and have a prove it we might have lost oh there we go and then after debacle last year sorry i, I had a, a a call coming in uh uh, Idaho State is better this year after the debacle that was last year, um, but I I don't know if they're good enough to overcome a, a refocused Grizz team um, that usually bounces back pretty strong. Yeah, no, it's tough to argue that. How about yourself, Ian? I got to go with the Grizz as well. Uh, disappointment last week for them. I think they're going to bounce back in a pretty strong way this week. And that game, they're at home this week, right? Yep, in Missoula. So yeah, they'll yeah, have the advantage there. Yeah, that's uh especially once you get into these conference games, man. The uh, being at home is such a big difference. No, definitely. What about you, Mark? How are you feeling for this one? I was kind of hoping Fritz was gonna be on there because you know he's know. Mr. Grizz, you know, beat guy. I wanted to hear his take on I mean, Montana's not playing well. I mean, mm -hmm. Montana gets a lot of credit for being Montana, but they haven't they haven't played very well this year and you know and their coach is getting kind of surly when when uh, the media questions them about it and stuff like that so you know whether that's enough for Idaho State to come in there and win I mean that'd be a cool win for for Cody Hawkins but I mean I, I'm like you I, I didn't this <laughs> this game wouldn't have been on on our picks for you know two games to focus on this week mm -hmm. no yeah I, I was not expecting this one to be on the radar but I started thinking I go Idaho State, if you win this one, like you said, Coach Hawkins, first-year coach, that's a huge win, chance to really build that program momentum. And for the Grizz, I'm seeing all over Twitter, people are ready for Coach Hawk to get fired. So it's like, whoa, that's all. So he's really got – he's not – you know, he's ignoring, I'm sure, the Twitter hounds after him. But at the end of the day, the noise is there, and it's like you got to step up and prove it. Like you said, the Grizz, they've established that brand. They're an FCS power. This is the kind of game you got to make a statement. You can't let Idaho State come into your territory and get a win. So I expect the Grizz to be very motivated. I do think they take this one. It's in Missoula, and that's a big plus for the Grizz. They play well at home. That noise factor will be there. But exactly, nobody would have expected this to be a big-time, big-sky game, but it could really determine quite a bit. If the Grizz drop this one, you might as well call their season and call it a wrap. If Idaho State wins this one, all of a sudden there's a new, new blood in the conference ready to emerge. So – Definitely an interesting game. We'll see how this one goes, but I am looking forward to it. It's in Missoula. The fans will be revved up. Coming off a loss, they'll especially be revved up, so you know Grizz Nation's going to want that one big time. But, no, I'm looking forward to it. Let's just uh, roll into the net last little thing here. What matchup are you guys most excited to watch this week? Some good games on the horizon, a couple potential blowouts. But let's get started with Ian this time around, and we'll wrap, roll this thing around and we'll kind of wrap it up in a bit. Yeah, we've spent the majority of this podcast talking about Eastern and Idaho, so I think I'm just going to stick with that one. Uh, it's going to be a pretty big game, like for all the points we've gone over throughout this entire 18 minutes or so. Um, but yeah, I'm really interested to see how the Eastern run defense holds against the Idaho rushing attack. Run defense was obviously a bit of a big struggle for Eastern last year, and they gave up uh, last year against Idaho 200 or no last week. In Eastern's game, sorry about that. They gave up 272 rushing yards. So we'll see if they can improve that in a week's turnaround. Yeah, no, they sounds like they got ran all over. And with Anthony Woods out of the Idaho Vandals, that guy's the real deal. So you're going to have to keep him under wraps. How about yourself, Joe? Yeah, Idaho-Eastern Washington is the big game of the week. I think a lot of these other games, 
some of the teams that we didn't think would lose are, are getting some bounce back games against the bottom of the conference. Your Weber States are playing Northern Colorado, your, uh, Montana, Idaho State, and uh, even uh, Portland State, who uh, who had their big win last week. Uh, I don't know if it was big enough to carry over into Bozeman uh, and, and make much of a dent against that juggernaut uh, at MSU. So uh, the only other interesting program, uh, a game, I guess the UC Davis Cal Poly is, is even records. But uh, again, as we saw last week with Cal Poly, I'm not sure uh, if they have enough uh, firepower to keep up with, uh, with that team up in UC Davis. No, well said. And, I am excited to see Portland State, how, what they bring to the table in Bozeman, like you said, probably going to be a tough one for them. But that saturated the quarterbacks really impressed me, so I do want to see him up against a top-tier Big Sky team and how he performs. How about yourself, Mark? Uh, what matchup are you looking forward to? I think your outfit says it all. Got the Vandals and Eagles right there. But what are you uh, looking forward to this weekend? Honestly, um, to surprise you, I'm really looking forward to the NAU-Sac State game. And I'll tell no, I'm not. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, you know, Idaho and Eastern, Idaho has not won at Eastern since they came back to the big sky. And a couple of years ago, they went over there and lost by 50. And then their coach got fired a few weeks after that. So, I mean, Eastern's at home. This is, this is their chance. I mean, I would almost be more impressed if Idaho went into Eastern with all, you know, Eastern with, all fired up and ready for revenge and ready to, you know, unleash, you know, they're tired of people asking them why they were three and eight last year. And now they, you know, this is their chance to show they're, they're back in the big sky. So they're going to be really fired up. Crowd's going to be fired up. You know, if, you know, Idaho's got, got a team that could go on the road and win. And, and if they can do that, that that's a, that's a big win. And they're both, both teams are trying to get into the playoffs and that hasn't happened in this, quote unquote rivalry since Idaho's been back. This is only the second year really that Idaho's been in the playoff hunt. Last year Eastern wasn't. So so it's so it's kind of cool. Both teams are trying to make the playoffs and a win, you know, a loss in this game could be could be pretty pretty harmful. Yeah, no, it's gonna have big implications on playoffs and big sky championship, all those things down the stretch. So you're right, it's a huge game. It's always tough to play on that red turf. So, yeah, the Vandals are going to have to go down there and get a win on the road. When you mentioned all that, that game really, I mean, that was an easy one. But, gosh, that's going to be a heck of a football game. I'm looking forward to that. I am excited to see how the other nationally ranked teams who lost respond, Weber State, Sac State, UC Davis, and, of course, Montana. They're going to all be looking to bounce back strong, especially mentioned the Grizzlies. They're at risk. People are saying about falling out of the national polls. So, We'll see how it goes. Big weekend for all those teams. You expect a few of them to bounce back stronger than others. That's going to be huge. But I will say that Idaho game's number one on the radar. I am also really excited to see how the Grizz respond because that was just such a just a hard-to-watch performance for the University of Montana last week. They have a lot of people clamoring. Like I said, Coach Halk might get fired, this and that. And will that happen? Probably not. But the point being, they better be motivated and they better bring it. So being up in Grizz country, I'm excited to see that. But no doubt about it, Idaho, Eastern Washington, top 25 battle. That's going to be probably the FCS game of the week. Hard to argue that. Two rivals, just an awesome game. But, no, great stuff, guys. If there's anything else you guys want to throw out there, any players you want to shout out, anything, feel free. If not, awesome stuff this week. And always a pleasure talking to Big Sky Football with you guys. Well, I would ask you, Josh, you're up there. Um, what, what's wrong with the Grizz? Why are they, why are they struggling this year? So 
Uh, this is just my the rant I've been on. I feel like their offense, they have no continuity. Two quarterbacks were playing in the preseason or the non-conference play. I thought they were going to use both quarterbacks in non, or as soon as the conference play started. They only rolled out Sam Vidlack. Their other quarterback, Clifton McDowell, he was an efficient runner in the non-conference play. He had zero carries all of a sudden. Their running backs looked great before the Ferris State game. Those first two games, their running back room looked great. They had 13 total carries in their loss. So all of a sudden, you're like, they're not really running the football. There's no continuity on offense. I just feel like they don't have a flow right now. It feels like when you watch the Grizz, they're constantly in like third and eight, fourth and 12, because they got a bad sack, a penalty, and a run for two yards. So it just feels like their offense doesn't have that flow to them. And it felt like that Utah Tech game, they blew them out. Other than that, they really haven't had the most consistency on offense. So that would be my thing. I just feel like there's no rhythm and flow to their game right now. You kind of have to have that continuity, you know, Sam Bidlack, new QB. He's not maybe having the protection he needs. So there's a couple moving parts, but got to lean on the run game more and got to have some consistency. That would be my breakdown on the, of the grids right now because it just feels like they don't have an identity on offense. You look at the Vandals you know McCoy is going to be dealing it. You look at the Bobcats, Chambers them a lot. They're running like crazy. Grizz offense, I don't know what I'm going to get week to week. So I think that would be my biggest thing. Their defense does step up still. Even in the loss last week, they had their moments. It's tough to keep your defense to pitch a shutout every week when your offense just isn't doing it. So I'd say right now it's kind of long-winded, but just no flow on offense is my biggest issue. And especially conference play, these teams are all familiar. So they'll find the holes. So that's kind of been their issue with the Grizz, and that's where I'm at with it. But we'll see moving forward. This, that's why I'm kind of excited to see this week. I'm like, is this going to be more of the same? Is this the rest of the year for the Grizz? Or are they all of a sudden going to turn it up? Because that was a tough one, week one. But uh, anything else you guys uh, want to bring up or any predictions for the week, anything like that? If not, awesome stuff and great talking to Big Sky football. I think it's going to be a fun weekend, especially that Idaho-Eastern Washington game. That's one to circle, no doubt. I'm interested to see if uh, Marlon Jones gets his third straight pick six because he's gotten back-to-back weeks with one. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have a Ian. We'll expect an update next week if it happened or not. No, I'm joking. But yeah, we'll leave the podcast with that. <laughs> no, sounds sounds good to me. No, well, great stuff, guys. Awesome stuff, and you guys have a great rest of your day.